the content's Good evening and welcome to another episode of Bobcast. With you as always is Bob, sitting in the lounge on the black couch, staring at a Ouija board. Yes, another Friday night. Yes, another interview. Yes, another Bobcast. Here we are, sitting in the same things that we always see, the wooden walls, the poster of Point Break, the curly hair from Justin Rost, the comic books, the Ouija board, the Buddha. Tonight's guest is none other than a friend I like to call... Cadbury. Cadbury is somebody who uh, I met in the year 2003 when I moved to uh, Los Angeles. Uh, I knew him through my friend Jeff Sowers. Eventually, Cadbury and I, we went through, uh, I guess you would call, a mythology of relations. Tonight on the Bobcast, my guest is none other than Noel Codwell. Say hello, Noel. Say hello to the Bob Land uh, Nation. It's an, honor, it's an honor to be on the Bobcast tonight. You know, this is special. I've been for a while here, and um, I'm really happy to be here. How you guys doing over there? We're doing good. So basically, like I guess what the listeners want to know, the origin, the genesis of our relationship. Trace it back for me. Go ahead. Make sure you put in that pang, that uh, tat. Yeah, yeah, you know, all, go ahead. It's all slightly fuzzy at this point. But what I can tell you is that um, one kind of cold night in Santa Monica, um, myself and an ex-girlfriend who will rename nameless, um, very talented, um, were playing a show at a, a club called 14 Below, and I was I was her pseudo-manager slash boyfriend slash lost motherfucker in L.A., and um, I walk into this club, and I see basically... I think I saw Chris Wood first. I think I was like, "Who's this? Who's this? This, this shaggy-looking rocker that's setting up drums up front?" There was like, there was well, Jeff Jeff Sowers was there too. Um, we uh, we rolled in the club. There was no one there. <laughs> there was nobody there, and uh, proceeded to to watch, you know, this whole thing unfold in front of us, which was Downtown Harvest, which was. You know, probably one of the best bands that I've ever seen in my life. And uh, they play, they basically, you know, set up for, for no one. It's me, uh, Jeff Sowers, and, and this girl, and we're all watching this show. And uh, it was, uh, you know, it was awesome. I had never seen music like it. I was, like, totally taken aback and um, proceeded to just, like, you know, start buying shots of whiskey. <laughs> you know, <laughs> serving them up, getting to know people. And uh, me and Bobby met that night. And um, Bobby, do you want to cut in here for a minute? I cut in here. Okay, basically, we'd never signed no contract, Noel and I. We've known each other for a long, long time. What we did was, was we went. Which I believe is a legal bonding contract, but, you know, I think it was like maybe. Um, Penang curry or something like that. Now, you enjoy Penang curry. I, myself, like the garlic chicken or like the pineapple fried rice. There was another plate there I can't right recall, but I remember this place. It was called the Wild Orchid, and it was right by Park La Brea where Drew Reed lived in L.A., and they had the best lunch special. You can get a soup. You get a salad. You can get the whole thing. It was real good. Bobby, I went there every day, every day for lunch because it was like four ninety nine. <laughs> It was the best lunch special in L.A., 3rd and Beverly. 
the the more and more years out of LA, the more and more I look at it like from a nostalgic point. I look at it in thirty five millimeter for I guess like through the films on Netflix and I see like the skyline and stuff and I recall what it actually is like living there. What would you say overall was uh the best description of your time you spent out there in Los Angeles? I don't know, I think um <clears throat> I mean there was there was so many good times, you know what I mean? So so many fun nights. But uh, I think Mike Veneri described it best when he described uh, Los Angeles and Mike Mike was my roommate for a little bit. I think you guys remember him. And we're like, wake up one morning, you know, I'm living on his couch basically because I broke up with my girl and I'm like living out of a closet and on his couch and he just like wakes up and goes, comes out on the deck, takes a big breath and goes, you know what, man, you know what I love about LA? He goes, every, every morning when the sun comes up, you feel like, yeah, today, even though yesterday was bad, anything is possible, anything. And I'm going to get it done today and I'm going to make it big, and we're going to do it. And that, that was kind of the whole feeling. And every morning you woke up, you saw those mountains, you saw those beautiful palm trees, and it was warm. You just felt like it was a new beginning every day, you know, kind of like back here on the East Coast when spring comes around, you know, which is about to happen. But, um, but that's kind of the feeling. That's how I'd describe it. That's a good way to put it. Every day is spring when you're living in L.A., yeah, that is a, a really good point. Each day smells like that too, like spring. Even if like if it's summertime in the morning, it's still like a little bit cold, and then like by the time the sun rises in the afternoon, like it's hot as shit. But it definitely had that vibe. Yeah, there were really good times we spent out there. The DTH Noel became our manager, and then we ventured back into the city of Philadelphia for I guess what uh, you would call a comeback tour, or a revival, if you will. And this is going on before we recorded uh, the Golden Dragon. Well, let's—I'd like to rewind it up a little bit because so the band kind of split up, not split up, but people had to go home and some people had to stay there. So me and Frankie basically stayed there at the shack where you guys recorded Downtown Harvest, Downtown Harvest, which which is like still still probably I think my favorite record of it all maybe it's because I have such an emotional you know tie to it just like hanging out with Frank and I bring fucking tacos every day they were mixing him and Vern we would cut we would cut a CD jump into Vern's car listen to the mix kind of think it over come back to it the next day and it was like this really fun process man we had a great time and um, I think that record that came out was was probably one of the best, especially rubber band, man. That that song will live in infamy, infamy in my mind. We are uh, we're about to do a show at ninety three point three WMMR's Jackson at the Arbor Music Hall on March twenty eighth. The thing about this episode is that uh, you will not hear this until post show. This will be airing in the month of April. But uh, Cadbury, we're actually we're pulling out back to it at the show on Friday night. Remember that one, dude? Which one? What are you talking about, sir? I'm digging on something. I got 50 oh, yeah. kilos. One shot and back to zero. It never gets old. Remember that one? Yeah, that reminds me of the general for some reason. Yeah, the general laughing in. Ah, what a place. What a place. What a time. Hey, Cadbury. We're here with Cadbury. Did I mention why I call him Cadbury? Did you ever see the Cadbury egg? 
the commercial, it stems from that. Don't ask me why. But here in the Bobcast, we don't let to judge. So, uh, Gad, you know, what else has been going on in your life, bro? What's going on? What's what's some big changes you got coming up here, huh? Well, we got a mini Cadbury egg in the, in the oven right now. So you're saying you got a mini Cadbury egg in the oven. What's this mini Cadbury egg's name? Mini Cadbury is uh, named after a, uh, he's basically the Che Guevara of the Filipino people, and his name was Jose Rizal. Um, so little little mini me is going to, his first name is going to be Rizal, middle name Almonte, last name Caldwell. So we'll call him Riz for short. Not the Rizza, but, but Riz. <laughs> Dude, honestly, though, if you called your son Rizza, I'd be down with that, too. <laughs> well, you could call him Rizza. He'll probably like it. <laughs> So uh, when do you think the birthday is going to be? What's your uh, what's your guess? I'm thinking. I mean, the due date's January 13th. He he's like pretty pretty uh, you know rambunctious right now. So I don't know. I'm thinking. I'm going with the under. I'm gonna go with the under. <laughs> what's uh, what's the due date? What's the due date uh, for the baby? April 13th. What do you think, Trace? I I think that, you know. What date? What date do you think the baby's uh, going to be born? I think April thir- 13th sounds good. April the 13th? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I'm going I'm going with an early birth for uh baby Riz up in his ma. You know what I'm saying? I think he's going to drop on uh, April the 10th. And that's the Bobcast bet right there. If you want to back it up, visit www.thebobcast.podbean.com. Cadbury, let me ask you a question. Uh, if you could teach your son Riz anything, what would you teach him first? Well, first thing that came to mind, actually, when you said that was how to play guitar. Um, but since he's not going to be able to have the motor skills required for that for a little while, um, <clears throat> what am I going to teach him? I'm going to teach him how to smile. That's what's up, Cadbury. That's what I like the best about you. You always made me feel warm when you were managing me with the downtown harvest, the friendship, everything you got going on is great. Cadbury, plans for the future. What do you what do you plan to do? I know you do AutoCAD, and I know you're really good at it. I've seen you with some hard hats on, looking like Bruce Willis on the set of Armageddon. <laughs> but uh, you know, what do you what's your plans for the future? Well, like right now, man, I'm just you know. Taking it day by day here, I was uh, you know just just trying to to get it get it all in, take it all in as I get as I get older, um, you know, shit starts just moving too fast, you know what I mean? So I want to try to slow it down, and uh, and I think uh, having this kid's gonna, gonna bring us back to um, you know that childish feeling we used to have back in the day. So I think. That's what's up. Make sure you save all of his toys because I'll buy them in 20 years from now, all right? <laughs> no, man. You got to do it sooner. Cadbury, let me ask you a question here on the Bobcast. Uh, we know that uh, from uh, personal experience that you've been looking for a new residence to live. How's it going with the real estate? Have you found a house to purchase? The house only has been, been a series of um, ups and downs. It's kind of like, like finding a really really beautiful girl and like fall in love with her within a day and then the next day she just rips her heart out because she doesn't
want to take your offer. So, so that's the only way I can describe it. But um, the best thing about it is there's a lot of them out there, so hopefully we'll fall in love again tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yeah, Cabaret. Cabaret, let me ask you a question. If you could describe your most ideal house, what would it be like? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking bricks and mortar. You know what I mean? Made out of brick. Lots of, of nice natural wood. Open. Um, strong. A big-ass garage in the back where I could, uh, you know, work on my projects and such and have a getaway from the main house. And, uh, Piece of land, a little bit of a little bit of grass. That's what I'm thinking. Well, that sounds like an inspired dream. Uh, here in the Bob Bobcast, uh, you know, we'd like to talk to people. We'd like to get to know them. We'd like to ask them questions. But sometimes we like to ask them questions that don't make any sense. So, Cabaret, are you ready? I'm going to ask you a question that does not make any sense at all. Okay. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. Here you go. On Tuesday, do you enjoy broccoli cheddar soup or cream of wild chicken? I would actually have to defer to the chickpea chili. Defer? That's not even an option. (laughs) It's always an option to defer. Yo, you know where I went to today? I went to Panera. Teresa and I went and had lunch there. Yeah, we sat in the old spot, the cabaret spot. I heard the old microphone. Oh. Tell the Bobcast listeners out there what I would do on the microphone, please. Uh, so, so Bobby, when we were um, we were in the middle of Golden Dragon, I think second record, <laughs> I would come in on my lunch breaks, um, and Bobby would be working behind the counter at Panera Bread or another corporation that shall name rename nameless. <laughs> in case you don't want to put that part in there. No, I don't, I, but, we don't uh, judge here in the Bobcast. I got you. So, so I would come in and sit down at a little table right in front of the pickup line where everybody picked up their sandwiches. And the sandwiches in this place, if you're not familiar with Panera Bread, they come out quick. So you put your name in and you pay. And by the time you're walking up, bam, your name's getting called. This particular day, the line was getting kind of backed up. So the sandwiches, they were a little behind on the sandwiches. And everybody's standing there staring at Bobby. And he's fucking running around like a chicken with his head cut off. And I'm just sitting there, you know, slurping away on my soup, eating my half a sandwich, enjoying myself. And Bob grabs the, the mic. Now you got a picture. This is one of those old-fashioned Roy Rogers, like, like twisty, um, <laughs> you know, twisty mics that you... It's like a metal, metal flexible line. And he grabs it and he just looks at everybody and they're all standing there looking back at him. And he's like, hungry ass. (laughs) Oh, man. Hungry ass. I see all these hungry ass. (laughs) Starts going into it and everybody just starts cracking up. And um, (laughs) that's, that's that's what we love about Bobby. Yeah, I mean, improv, you know what I mean? The ability to levitate a situation. Man, I enjoyed those days. I hooked you up with free lunches. And you know what, Panera, if you're listening, I enjoyed my employment there. And uh, I'm sure Cadbury enjoyed all of his soups. I also defended the place when these place, these people came and they tried to... Do you remember the time, Cadbury, those people came by and they were, like, trying to accuse Panera Bread of, like, having, like, cockroaches and shit? Yeah. 
and like they were protesting. Like, no, nah, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. What I did say was over the microphone one day. I was like, "You like your job? You like your job? Is it nice standing out there?" Uh, but you know what? That's that's all. You know, it's all in good fun. You know, but uh, Cadbury closing thoughts uh, here as we wrap up the Bobcast with Noel Cadbury. Uh, the birth of Riz coming up soon. What did I say my uh, bet was? What's your bet, Trace? I like the 13th. Trace is on the 13th. I got the 10th, right? I think the 10th. The 10th. And what are you saying there, Cadbury? I'm going. I'm going dead, dead on. 13th. All right. So you and Trace are there. If anybody wants to join up with me, <laughs> I'll pay you five to one. <laughs> Cadbury, I love you. You're a good guy. I wish you uh, much luck with your uh, newborn Son, as he uh, comes into this new world, will forever have this bombcast to listen to in the weeks prior to you becoming Cad Daddy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Sounds awesome. We should we should do like you know another segment here sometime soon. We will, Cadbury, because that's the fun thing about the bombcast. It's never going to end. It goes on like Marvel Comics in the DC Universe. My goal is to do this when I'm 80 years old. Everybody out there in Bobcast land, recognize the B-O-B. I'm out. <laughs> that was Cadbury on the line here on the Bobcast. Thanks for listening. This has been another episode of Bobcast.